filling your workday with the greatest classic rock songs of all time. On Q1057 and 1035. WTMM Mechanicville. From the Harding Mazzotti Studio. Hurt your body? Call Harding Mazzotti. 1 800 Law 1010. 1045 The Team. ESPN Radio. A Town Square Media Station. It's Any Given Fun Day. Presented by Joey and Ray on 1045 The Team. Uh huh, uh huh. Rihanna. Uh huh. Good girl going back. It's any given fun day. I know. I showed Joey this voice a few days ago, and this man has just absolutely abused <laughs> You know who that is? <laughs> I'm not even going to do the first segment. Stop. Good morning. Or should I say good morning? <laughs> and welcome to Any Given Fun Day here on ESPN Radio 104.5 The Team and the Raymond. Free. Free. 104.5 The Team app. My name is Joey Haas and sitting in the room with me for our second consecutive Super Bowl Sunday, Mr. Raymond Ostow. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. And Kobe Breckner. Good morning to you, my friend. Good morning. Our second Super Bowl Sunday here on 104.5 The Team. Thank the man upstairs for making this possible. And it's just great to be here today. Yeah, and thank you guys for all giving us the support over the years. The two years that we've had so far. And last year was a pretty memorable one, so let's uh, let's do the same thing again today. Have that. Let's have a day. Let's do it. And you know who this is? Kesha? This is our Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> So, obviously, we'll talk about the Super Bowl, right? That goes without saying. Um, and we'll we'll get into everything, right? We'll talk about both teams. We'll talk about their paths to get here. We'll talk about the actual game. We'll talk about the halftime show. We'll talk about some betting props, maybe. And we'll also talk, too, about you know, other sports that are going on. There's been some huge moves, uh, of course, in the NBA, uh, especially. And uh, we're one step closer to the World Baseball Classic. But I think we'll touch on the NBA, you know, talk about some things that are going on there and then move this show into Super Bowl mode. And then we look past the Super Bowl, too, at some point, right? Yeah. So good morning to you guys. Good morning to everybody, wherever you may be in your vehicle, uh, headed home, going out somewhere, hanging out at home. Whatever it is, uh, good morning to you, and thanks for tuning in. And it is just a true blessing to be able to uh, bring everybody into another Super Bowl, uh, all the coverage here on 104.5 The Team uh, after this. And uh, it's going to be a good day. It's a good day to have a good day. Um, yeah. You know, I was 
I didn't think that I was going to love this Rihanna halftime show. But then I went and looked at the Rihanna Essentials list oh, on Apple yeah. Music. I mean, we're going to play them every intro for, for the rest of the oh, show. Yeah. They're bangers. Yeah. For sure. Getting you ready. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready. I, and there's no way. I mean, when's the last time we had a Super Bowl performance where it was just one person? Oh. Because I always feel oh. like there's somebody. Oh, we're going to get up. into We got to get into who we think is going to show up, right? Oh, yeah. We have to at some point. We yeah, have a couple. There's a couple. I know you have a couple in your head. Yeah. I have a couple in my head. Yeah, 100%. You know, so we'll get into that. Uh, but let's start off. We'll, we'll end. We want to get the get the other stuff out of the way first, and we'll lead everything else into the Super Bowl uh, as the show progresses here. But in the NBA, right, is where we start, and a team right here in New York blew it all up. And we sat here last Sunday. Hey, welcome back, Ray. Thank you, dude. Good, to, good to have you. Also, back. yeah, I didn't get to say. Kobe, great job last week. Filled in the role perfectly. Um, made me feel at ease on my on my vacation, and I definitely missed you guys and um, missed being here on Sunday. So it's 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 great to be back. Yeah, it is good and great, great job, Kobe. I know I said it a couple times, but thank you. What's what's one more time? Um, the Brooklyn Nets. They blew it all up. We talked about it last Sunday. We thought that there were going to be moves. We didn't know if Kevin Durant was going to stick around or not. Clearly, that didn't happen. Kyrie Irving gets shipped off to the Mavericks. Kevin Durant gets shipped off to the Phoenix Suns. The Nets get a haul of everything, right? Draft picks, young prospects, player, you know, whatever you really could ask for, you probably got, right? Whether it's the young players from the Mavericks, right, with Dorian Finney-Smith, a veteran in Spencer Dinwiddie, some picks. Then you go over to Phoenix. You get a couple of great role players in Cam Johnson and Macau Bridges, who's a little bit more than a role player in my eyes, definitely a starter and, you know, a a borderline all-star at times. Uh, And then you get picks, right? A bunch of unprotected first-round picks. People argue that the Nets didn't do well. I would sit here on the latter side and say the Nets did pretty well. Um, They're not looking to completely rebuild, but they're also set up in a great spot where they have young talent that they can build around, and they also have picks that you can add on and or, or trade away at times if you want to. And the thing with me is, is I, I agree with you on on that aspect that, you know, they I don't think they got like fleece or anything like that. They got a, they got a good amount of stuff. But I did see something where basically what the um what the Jazz gave up. Or I'm sorry, what the Timberwolves gave up for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Was nearly the same as, as in terms of players and picks of what the Nets gave up for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Which is like mind blowing to think about on how the, how the Timberwolves pulled that off. Right. Or the Jazz pulled that off. Um, so the thing with me is, you know, we look back a few years, a little while ago, back when I was buying a Paul Pierce Brooklyn Nets jersey at the one time that I went to the Barclays Center. And I think about that team, you know, of how the Celtics traded Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and who else was it? Um, Jason Terry. Yes, and Jason Terry. One more. And basically, the, the Nets were like, okay, we're in win-now mode. We think that these guys have something left to give. Maybe in one or two more years, maybe they can get us to a championship, right? And they give up their draft picks, who end up being Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And now, you're on the reverse side of that. You finally start to see some growth in this team, right? You fire Nash. You bring in Jock Vaughn. You finally start to play well, right? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are looking good. You're in fourth or fifth place kind of consistently throughout the year. People are saying, hey, 
This Nets team's pretty deep. They play some good defense, and they got two of the best scoring players in the NBA, regardless of who we're talking about, right? And then you kind of just go and give your fans no hope. Like, I'm not saying that this team's going to be bad, but do we really want to sit here and act like this team's going to be an NBA championship caliber team? Because I don't. I think it's a chance for Mikal Bridges to go and maybe be that number one guy that, uh, you know, he started to show a little bit when Devin Booker's been out this year. He's looked very, very good when Booker's been out, but he's also had guys like CP3, DeAndre Ayton, and guys around him as well. Not saying he doesn't have Cam Johnson, um, Nick Claxton, Seth Curry, and Joe Harris. But for me, it's just like, I don't know what this team's direction is, and I feel like every time they make a trade, they're going in the opposite direction that they want to be going in when they're go when they're all when their trajectory is already going where they want it to go. It just makes no sense to me. Um, just to add on to the point of when you talk about Mikhail Bridges and him maybe not being so much enough, the Grizzlies offer the Nets four first round picks. For Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, but the Grizzlies have a stacked team and they're willing to, they think they can win now. And if they add a guy in Mikhail Bridges, that's going to maybe put them over the top because the West just got extremely loaded. Yeah. Right. And they sat there and did nothing at the deadline. So you have to look at that and say, okay, well, what do we, what, what issue do we need to address? Because now Jaws, Jaw went out and said, hey, I'm not scared of anybody in the West. Now you're scared of everybody. The West is now stacked. No, it, it definitely is, but I think as far as four first-round draft picks go, I feel like that kind of shows you that Mikhail Bridges is it could be a force in the NBA and just uh, be a leader of that team. Um, and he almost got the win for him last night. I know um, it went down to uh, nail-biting, and man, Dinwiddie just a point, like point one seconds more. Oh, my God, they could have uh, tied and won that game. They're going to be a fun team to root for, for sure. Yeah. As for, but as far as title contenders, do you think they're going to, they have a chance of competing in the East? This year? No. No. I in don't. the next five years? No, not this year, but. I think in the, I, I would argue in the next five. I really do. You know, I do think like, so they have first, three first round picks this coming, uh, this coming draft, right? They have their own. They have either Houston or Phillies. And then they have Phoenixes. Wait, I don't think they have their own. Do they? I thought uh, they traded it to. Uh, sure, they do. Oh, did they trade? You can to fact check me on that, but I, I just looked it up. Or no, no, they already used theirs. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll, I'll fact check it. But yeah, fact check me. But I'm 99.9 percent sure that they have their pick. Okay. So the Nets have three first round picks this year, and then they have a, a young nucleus, right? If they look at this team this year, right, and they say, okay. This looks like it's good. Like, I like the direction this is going in. You can go sign a guy too, right? Like they have the, they have the financial space to be able to go make a move now, right? There's no Kevin Durant's contract. There's no Kyrie Irving contract that you have to make. You, if you have a a team and then you bring in one more guy or one more guy in a good draft pick, I mean, they have the, they have all the base, right? The new coach, the young energized team, the microwave score and Cam Thomas, whether he's a starter or off the bench when that happens, right? Bridges, Johnson, uh, Claxton, Dinwiddie, right? Like you have all the pieces. You just don't have the number one right now. But there's a possibility that in the offseason, right, if things look like they could go in the right direction, that you can just say, hey, screw it. Let's, let's you know, go trade for a guy like that. 
or let's go, uh, you know what I mean? Or go buy a guy. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. The one thing that comes to my mind right now, though, is, and I know we're talking about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, right? But at the same time, the fact that these guys have come out, Kyrie Irving comes out and requests a trade, comes out and says that he didn't feel respected in Brooklyn. Sure, we don't know how that actually comes out. But I'm sure players around the league seeing that, and then just a couple days later, Kevin Durant getting traded as well. When I was sitting there saying, "There's no way they're going to trade KD," like especially before the deadline, it just it just logically makes no sense when you're in the playoff picture. And I get that they want to believe in their guys going forward, but what what I don't personally believe in is their management and their decision making when it comes to that front. Because over the last ten years, you've gone from having two technical super teams and won one playoff series. Like, th- this team is always going to be, I think, in the mix and good, but I I will go out on a limb and say in four or five more years, they'll miss out on guys for free agency and trade all this young talent for two or three guys that they think can win them games now, and it's not going to work. That's just... Like it, I just keep seeing a pattern, and I don't see them breaking it. So unless they change management, I don't see it changing. So, Joe, they do have their own this year. They have three this year. They traded next year's first round to Houston. That's fine. I think they'll With, be in the Harden deal. Yeah, that's what. All right. So I'm on the right. I'm on the right yeah. page here. Um. See now the thing. I guess the thing for me, Ray, is, and listen, whatever happened, happened. But I think a big win in the Nets book is that Kevin Durant re-signed in the offseason, right? Regardless, they this was the, this was the situation, right? It was you're we're re-signing you. If we re-sign Kyrie, you know you stay. We're re-signing you if Kyrie Irving goes ballistic again, right, and just decides that he wants to blow this team up like he did. We'll talk to you right then and there. We make a decision. If you want to get traded, tell us where you want to go. We'll make it happen. To me, yes, Nets management is not good. However, W in their book, at least for for Durant wanted to resign. Durant had a good relationship with management and good enough to where they said, hey, Kev, resign with us. And then if things go south midseason or next offseason, whatever it may be, we'll we'll make it happen and we'll get you out of here. But for the that that's the I guess that's what I'm trying to get at is like they still Kevin Durant didn't leave on bad terms. He simply left because he didn't see a chance to win. And you know, management and him were just kind of like, okay, it's time, you know, it's that time. Here we go. Where do you want to go? We said we'd keep up our side of the bargain. You say you want to go to Phoenix. All right, Phoenix, here we go. Like, let's talk. Yeah. And like I said, I, I think And it's just know, worth it be, something. No, it it could be for sure. But at at the same time, it's like you know, when they continue to do this stuff and trade away their talent, maybe when they have it, or they miss out on the big start in free agency, and then they have to give up half of their stock on in this team to go and get somebody that they actually want and think that they, that can help them win. And then also uh, alongside that, I don't, I don't think Spencer was very happy to get traded. I don't until until um, I'm sure he was fine until Kevin Durant got traded. I don't think Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. We're happy to get traded. So I don't know what their contracts look like going forward. But as far as that goes, if they don't go and get a number one star or Mikhail Bridges doesn't turn into that number one star, which 
I think he can be a number uh, two. I don't think he's a number I think, one star. I think, right, but that's what I mean. I think he, you know. I don't even I think, think he, he has be the best J- scorer. What? I don't even think he could be the best scorer on the team. I don't. No offense to him. That's just not his style. No. He's a he's a three and D. I think he's a I think he's a He's not really a creator. No. I but think he's a he's, great three and D. And I think he's got Jalen um Brown upside. Really? Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um I still in my heart believe that Cam Thomas is gonna lead that team and start to become their star. However, I still believe that Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson were a great return for Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, and, I'm not and, saying that. I'm saying they don't want to play there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I mean, they have to. Like, oh, not, when their contract's up, they don't. Yeah, I guess you're right there. <laughs> but I, I look at Mikhail Bridges, and this this could be his team. It really could be. So when make up your mind, is it Cam Thomas's team or Mikhail Bridges? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, it's not even like I'm not making up my mind, but like in. Mikhail Bridges' eyes, it could be his team. And he's got a golden opportunity to become the face of that franchise. Oh, it could be Mikhail Bridges' team. It could be Spencer's team. It could be... No, it's not, not going to be Spencer's team. It could be. I'm two, sorry, two Spencer. For ten, Spencer, Spencer was the king of Brooklyn before. Two for ten last night. I think Karis LeVert was more of a king than uh, wow, Spencer Dinwiddie. That's tough. That's <laughs> tough to hear. Karis LeVert was on the same run as Cam Thomas, and that's why we put him on a pedestal. He was a he was a microwave for a couple games, and everybody thought Karis LeVert was the next coming of, uh, you know, <laughs> Jamal Crawford. Um, last thing I'll say about the about the trade, right? The the Jazz trade with the Timberwolves compared to Kevin Durant with the Suns is yes, the the picks were the same, right? Uh, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Bomaro, who I don't even think is in the league, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and then. 2023 first round pick, 2025, 2026 pick swap, and two more first round picks. Uh, but I don't know the protection on those. And I just think that Bridges and Johnson, like, they have finals experience. Bridges has been in the conversation the last two seasons as an all-star. None of these guys are borderline all-stars. I do think that the the Jazz uh, still fleeced the Timberwolves, right? I think that's or that goes without saying. But... I do think that the return player-wise was stronger for, for the Kevin Durant trade, right? You get Macau, Cam Johnson, a 2023 first-round pick from Phoenix, a 2025 first-round pick, a 2027 first-round pick from Phoenix, 2028 first-round pick swap from Phoenix, a 2028 second-round pick from Milwaukee, a 2029 first-round pick, and a 2029 second-round pick. So one, two, three, four, five first-round picks and two second-round picks. And you get you get Bridges, who's a an all star, almost. He's right there in the East. Better shot, but I'm just I don't hate it. No, I don't, I, hate I, it. I don't either. The the one thing that I'll say to you is right. The Timberwolves technically gave up more as far as their um their future goes. And where did that get them? Yeah, no, I mean nowhere. The Timberwolves are are in a bad spot. Yeah, yeah, no, and they got a fleece to get at the trade deadline. They gave up D'Lo. Yeah, I, I think contract, they, they wanted to get rid of that contract. I understand, but it's like you just traded for Rudy Gobert. Like you guys want to win right now, right? And everyone was talking about how this is the year where they finally make the leap. And you know, I was a big believer of that. And now they go and do this, and it's like, I don't know. This team doesn't look like it's working out. I think that they were one of the bigger losers at the trade deadline as far as far as my concern goes. 
And that team, for me, it just that team's not going to win a championship anytime soon. The Suns are right in contention for for what they did and what they gave up just to get Kevin Durant. And they've made a couple um, couple good moves so far of getting uh, Terrence Ross and I believe somebody else that I can't remember right now. Um, also from teams buying out uh, contracts. What are you saying? The team that Terrence Ross? Yeah, Terrence Ross. And then didn't the Suns go and get somebody else after a buyout? Um, I'm not sure. I'll double check. Well, let's go to break. When we come back, that was the Nets. Let's talk about the Knicks. They went and made a, a small move, but an impactful move on what the, and what impact that may have on the team moving forward. It's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on ESPN Radio, 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. inside joke and no one else gets it besides me but he's gonna continue to do it for the rest of the time we're alive like i'm not just saying this is a one-week thing so i'm sorry welcome back (laughs) get used to it get on the train or get off the bus welcome back to any given fun day here on espn radio 104.5 the team and the free 104.5 the team app next rihanna song here we go diamonds I would bet a lot of money that this is going to be a, a, a banger of a song tonight. Oh, yeah. So, like, Super Bowl lights getting lit up, right? Like, whole stadium going black with the with the, with the the diamonds, like, glimmering off the stage or something. Like, I already see it, see right? Rihanna, oh, oh, yeah, I see it. That's, that's goosebumps. I can already see, like, you know, her on, like, a, a, a motion, like, platform, Stop. right? Going in a circle. Right, with some like very glimmering oh. uh, dress or something. I, I can already see it. Revealing. I can already see it. So, Diamonds is currently plus 600 to be Rihanna's first song performed in the Super Bowl. Hey, hey, what's the other Save ones? that. Save okay. that. Okay, yeah, sorry. Save that. Also, we didn't get to say it if, if the boys are still listening. We had a great time on Call of Duty last night. <laughs> we, we, yes, promised we, we, we promised we would chat them out. Hey, so, I got Wags. My guy Wags, my guy Nick, and even Aaron. You guys, I don't even really I know another guy. But hey, he was there. Wags. Yeah, he was a part of it. Wags. Boys. He has for one. Mr. Wags. Yep. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Wags. Those are my guys. There glad, you go. Glad to get you guys involved with them. Oh, yeah. Um, Cope, save that, though. Save that. Oh, article. yeah, absolutely. That's going to come. It's going to get there. We'll find it. But let's, uh, let's move into the New York Knicks. So we talked about the Nets. And let's move over to the uh, the real kings in New York, as as some wow. would say. The Knicks <laughs> go out and trade Cam Reddish, uh, and in return, they receive Josh Hart. Right there's other pieces, a protected 2023 first round pick. Um, it's a lottery protected pick, uh, which turns into four future second round picks if not conveyed this year. Uh, they also get a uh, Svi, 
uh, Makai Luke and Ryan Archie uh, Diacono. No, yeah, I so know that. really yeah. fleeced him. If you, that's, that's my guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cam Reddish really is the is the trade if we want to get down to the to yeah. the nitty gritty of it. That's all you heard. Uh so Josh Hart, right? One thing that jumps out to to Knicks fans, especially with Jalen Brunson, is they both played together in college, which I think is a cool uh dynamic, right? It's something that we see uh more or less in the NFL, right? You know, kind of like now that's the the way that teams are moving is having, you know, college teammates who are successful together, played well together, you know, kind of quarterback, wide receiver duos, whatever it may be, um, kind of adds a, a different dynamic to the team. Uh, but here's one that we see in the NBA. Uh, Brunson and Hart played together before, and you've probably seen the video at some point, but Jalen Brunson, when he finds out, uh, at his jersey retirement, actually finds out that Josh Hart got traded to the Knicks and just gets, you know, uberly hyped, and that's and that's yeah, exciting that cool. to see. And you could see it even last night after the Knicks win, uh, Jalen Brunson and, and Hart share a moment, you know, smile at each other, give each other kind of a hug after the game. And you can see that that's a great dynamic for the team. Um, but, I mean, as far as the, the impact that Josh Hart has on this team, uh, he's going to play a role. And it may not be, you know, it, it's going to be a bigger role than Cam Reddish played, that's for sure. Uh, but I, I like the move. I really do. He's he's young, but he's a veteran, right? You know what I mean? Like, he's in the middle. Um and I think that's something that, that the Knicks really wanted to go after was they want to start to convert some of these young guys who just aren't what they need right now into something better. And the Knicks, you know, they took a flyer on Cam Reddish and, you know, they tra- they traded what, like Kevin Knox and stuff last year mm-hmm. to in, in return for Reddish. And like, listen, Reddish just didn't pan out. He still had a lot of potential and he still does. And what they did was just moved off of him and did a good job, right? Got an got a player that can come in and make an impact. And I support that deal. Like, I really do. I think it was a great move. And, you know, looking at what he's what he did last night, I mean, he has some, played, you know, played some good minutes, had some, what, four steals, we said, like mm-hmm. 11 points, seven rebounds, four assists. some assists. Like, we're not asking Josh Hart to come in and be the number one scorer. Oh. We're asking you to come in and play some good defense, add, to, add some rebounding to the team. Play good perimeter defense and and make an impact where you can make an impact. 100%. And I think that, you know, we didn't see Cam Reddish pan out. And that was just because, I don't know if, you know, Tom Thibodeau at the start of the year kind of gave him some run. Then he stopped giving him some run. So, I think it was good for him, Cam Reddish, time to prove himself and get himself a solidified role on a team. 100%. And I think that this team definitely needs Mitchell Robinson back as far as depth goes on this team. Jericho Sims is doing a good job as far as rebounding the basketball. But... Um, Hardenstein has been getting 20 to 25 minutes in games, and this bench is not very, very deep right now. And I think that's why the Knicks really wanted to go and make a move because they didn't want to put Cam Reddish. Josh Hart's a guy you want to put in the game and want him to be that sixth man off the bench. But if you look at the minutes last night, there was only, what, three guys? There was three guys that came off the bench last night for the Knicks who got 20-plus minutes, and then Obi Toppin got nine. So it's like... You look at a lot of the other teams that are in the upper echelon as far as the even just the East and the West go. These teams are, like you said, Kobe, who was who was running like uh, nine or ten guys last night? The, the you, Knicks. The Knicks. No. Yeah, they were running nine. Nine guys. That was their rotation. The yeah, I mean, but they had Obi who ran nine minutes. I mean, say. 
I feel like the that Knicks there's even teams like a large rotation. No, they never really have. I know that, but I'm saying like as far as the other teams in the league go, I feel like guys are around, you know, and like I said, that's why I just think that they need Mitchell Robinson back just to give them some more depth as far as um, you know, being able to bring Jericho Sims off the bench, getting Mitchell Robinson who can score a little bit better underneath the rim is also a very good rim protector and then Jericho Sims kind of comes in and fills that role. It just gives them one more set of depth that I think that they need that will help them out in terms of um being able to win games just because right now I don't think that they have the depth as far as the top tier teams in the league go. I'm I'm here for it though. I just to sum it all up, love this move for the Knicks, right? You have to make all the small moves in order to, you know, justify your big move, right? And they made a big move with Jalen Brunson. They had I really do think that the Knicks are trending in, in the right direction, guys. I, I do. I think this is a good move. Uh you know, the Knicks are they don't want they didn't want to do anything crazy. Like I think they made the right decision getting a supplementary piece as opposed to going and getting Zach Levine. I really do. I I, I maybe that's crazy to me. I like where their roster's going. I don't think they needed a Zach Levine. I think there's other players that'll fit that that mold better. And I think just because there was talent out there in Levine on the trade block, they made the right move and didn't pull the trigger on him. I think they're going to make other moves, right? If, if Who knows? If RJ doesn't pan out, he could be a trade candidate this offseason. Match him up with with a young guy in a pick, and, and you could go get somebody to pair up with Brunson and Randall where you're really like, wow, this is this is a big three, right? Like a, a, a true three-player, you know, kind of tandem, right? As opposed to like Randall and Brunson and then Barrett kind of contributes his, his 20 here and there, but he's not consistent with it. I, I don't know. This te- You know what? Like, I'm not saying obviously the play styles, but this team kind of reminds me of like the old Suns with like Stoudemire and Nash where they always had those like they had two big pieces at point guard and, and at the power forward position that could always get it done in the regular season. But when it came playoff time, there was just they, you felt like they were missing that one guy to get them over the hump and get them over the edge. Because I think that both of these guys are stars in their own respective right. The problem is, is I don't think that they're superstars, and that's what I think the Knicks are lacking. I think if they went and got Zach Levine, they would have just added another star. Like they're not going and adding another guy that's going to put them over the top. They're just adding another mid tier guy that you know has had some good years that has gotten better progressively, but the Bulls right now just aren't it. And I, I think that they would have had to give it up even more depth, right? Like who would they have had? They would have been using miles McBride off the bench. You know what I mean? Like they, they would have had to go into the spot where Tom Thibodeau didn't even want to go with Cam Reddish. So you think he's going to do that with other players? It's like, um, as far as the move goes, hundred percent. I don't, I don't think that another guy right now, would have made sense unless you got rid of a guy like R.J. Barrett, who right, right, we've right. been kind of expecting to step into that. And just still isn't. And, and just hasn't yet. Um, let's uh, let's take one more segment and let's break down just the NBA trade deadline in general, right? Talk about some moves uh, with the other teams, some big, right? Not, not Kyrie Irving, not Kevin Durant. Uh, but there were some other moves, and we'll talk about that, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl. So one more NBA segment. And then to the Super Bowl. It's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on ESPN Radio, 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team.
Welcome back here to Any Given Fun Day here on ESPN Radio 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. Joey Haas, Ray Ostroud, Kobe Brickner, Super Bowl Sunday. Song number three, Rihanna. Take care with Drizzy Drake. Absolutely great song. But let's get into it. One last segment about the NBA trade deadline here. And let's go around to and give... I I, I think I know who, who, who my pick is, but give our picks on who won the trade deadline. Yeah, go around and say one, then go around and say lost. That's fair. And, and loss doesn't necessarily mean you... It, it could be self to get out of the situation that he was in just because he still is a young talent, still has some potential. Um, and I'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do in his career going forward. And as for Josh Hart, for me personally, I kind of look out of it like a Draymond Green defect, right? He's a Draymond Green that I think can score a little bit better, but he doesn't pass as well as Draymond, right? He kind of facilitates the offense is a good rebounder. can get you buckets when you need him to. Um, but really, if he played like... I would say starting minutes, he might be a guy who's going to get you a low triple-double number, right? He's going to get or at least a double-double in terms of points and rebounds. And he's really good on the defensive side of the ball. And I think another thing, too, like you said, Joe, with with these two guys playing together, it's really a dream, right? It's a dream come true when you're able to play alongside a guy that you personally called your best friend, whether it's in high school, whether it's in college, um, and I think it does add a dynamic to the team, you know, just being able to have that one guy that maybe you couldn't talk to before that now after the games, you can go up and say something directly to, and maybe that'll open up the locker room a little bit more, right? Having those two guys be leaders and, you know, Josh Hart's been playing good this year. I think he's a, he's a good add to this team for sure. Um, I'm just not sure how much higher up the ladder that it puts the Knicks. I think it does make them a better team overall. I think he's a long-term piece as well. hundred percent, which, which I, I agree with as well. I just don't know like what this team's ceiling really is yet. And I, and I don't, I, I want it to be high, right? I obviously, but I don't know if I can say that they're going to be in the upper tier as far as the Celtics, the Bucks and the Sixers and even maybe the Cavs. Yeah. I, so he, he did already come out and say like, he's looking, Josh Hart said this, he's looking for a, like a long-term home and he, he hopes he find he finds it with the Knicks. He loves and, New York. I, and I think it's a, when I think of Josh Hart, I think of somebody who fits, right? Like, I think he fits there. I think he embraces the crowd. I think he, you know, what else could you possibly ask for if you're Josh Hart right now in this situation, right? You're not asked for, you're not asked to play a, a ginormous role, right? You're asked to play your part. You're with one of your, your best buds from college, right? When you went to Villanova together, you both were studs there, right? Brunson and him, that's awesome. Brunson's locked in for a few years and... You know, you're going to you get to just grow with this team. And I think you have a solidified role uh, with this team going forward. I just think it's a perfect match. Right. Like, it's not like you have to go out and pay this guy uh, some disgusting amount of money either. Like, he, if he wants to be there, if he wants a home and everything lines up, like, I, I'll take Josh Hart for three or four years. And any anyone who watches basketball knows that who knows what's going on in Portland. Right. Who knows? Damian Lillard still drops 35 and every night. But they're out of the playoff picture right now. So if you're a guy that goes from being out of the playoff picture to in the playoff picture with a guy like, with a team you like, with a city you like, it changes your attitude, changes your motivation. It might even make it play a little bit better. Yeah. Yes, it does, Ray. I guess just in my eyes, it's a great move that the Knicks made. Um, 
You get your star, Jalen Brunson, 38 last night. Guy is going to be your star for however long his contract is and maybe uh, farther on than that. But for them to just go out and do something like get Josh Hart, that is showing Brunson that, hey, we're here for you. Like, we're going to uh, build the team to make sure that we can be contenders. And I just... I feel like it's just a match made, you know? It's a, it's a great move, yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. I, I agree 150% with that, Kobe. I don't and, think it's like a crazy move, but it's a supplementary move, right? Absolutely. And uh, I kind of lost trust in the Knicks to make those types of moves until now, so it's it's nice to see. And, you know, just to also look at the latter side of it, right? We mentioned the Blazers. Cam Reddish needed a fresh start, 100%. right? It, he couldn't get it in New York. Everybody hoped that Reddish would get the chance in New York, right? Playing with all the young guys. This is obviously before the the Knicks found an identity this year, right? With with Jalen Brunson, they found a great player in Brunson, and sometimes you have to change the direction of your ship, right? Whatever it may be, and I feel like that was one of those situations. The Knicks were really geared towards going young, right? Like that was their thing. They're like, all right. You know, maybe Randall's not going to come back. Let's give the young guys some run here. It'll be RJ's team. You know, we'll do this and we'll do that. And we'll bring Reddish in and we'll have, you know, um, Grimes will start playing and our, you know, our young center and we'll have, you know, McBride and, it, you know, all these guys are going to start playing. But then when you find success, right, and you keep Randall and you keep Brunson, or you get Brunson and you get all these, right, that everything starts working out, you change ship. And and it's nothing against Cam Reddish, but if you just can't carve out a role, you can't carve out a role. And I think a, a fresh start for him in Portland with a guy in Damian Lillard and, and some other, and kind of a mess over there, you know, it could be a good opportunity for him to get some burn, find his identity, and, and carve out a, a true role on a team where he knows he has the ability to be a good player. It's just a matter of can he get the opportunity somewhere and enough time to prove himself and get himself a solidified role on a team. 100%. I think that this team definitely needs Mitchell Robinson back as far as depth goes on this team. Jericho Sims is doing a good job as far as rebounding the basketball, but um, Hardenstein has been getting 20 to 25 minutes in games, and this bench is not very, very deep right now. And I think that's why the Knicks really wanted to go and make a move because they didn't want to put Cam Reddish. Josh Hart's a guy you want to put in the game. And want him to be that sixth man off the bench. But if you look at the minutes last night, there was only, what, three guys? There was three guys that came off the bench last night for the Knicks who got 20-plus minutes, and then Obi Toppin got nine. So it's like, you look at a lot of the other teams that are in the upper echelon as far as the even just the East and the West go. These teams are, like you said, Cope, who was who was running like uh, nine or ten guys last night? That we, the you, Knicks. The Knicks. No. Yeah, they were running nine nine guys. That was a rotation. The yeah, I mean, but they had Obi who ran nine minutes. I mean, say. I feel like that the there's even teams like a large rotation. No, they never really have. I know that. But I'm saying like as far as the other teams in the league go, I feel like guys are around, you know, and like I said, that's why I just think that they need Mitchell Robinson back just to give them some more depth as far as, um, you know, being able to bring Jericho Sims off the bench, getting Mitchell Robinson who can score a little bit better underneath the rim is also a very good rim protector. And then Jericho Sims kind of comes in and fills that role. It just gives them one more set of depth that I think that they need that will help them out in terms of um, being able to win games. Just because right now, I don't think that they have the depth as far as the top tier teams in the league go. I'm I'm here for it though. I just to sum it all up, love this move for the Knicks. Right, you have to make all the small moves in order to, 
you know, justify your big move, right? And they made a big move with Jalen Brunson. They had. I really do think that the Knicks are trending in, in the right direction, guys. I, I do. I think this is a good move. Uh, you know, the Knicks are. They don't want. They didn't want to do anything crazy. Like I think they made the right decision getting a supplementary piece as opposed to going and getting Zach Levine. I really do. I. I. I maybe that's crazy to me. I like where their roster's going. I don't think they needed a Zach Levine. I think there's other players that'll fit that that mold better. And I think just because there was talent out there in Levine on the trade block, they made the right move and didn't pull the trigger on him. I think they're going to make other moves, right? If, if Who knows? If RJ doesn't pan out, he could be a trade candidate this offseason. Match him up with with a young guy in a pick, and, and you could go get somebody to pair up with Brunson and Randall where you're really like, wow, this is this is a big three, right? Like a, a, a true three-player, you know, kind of tandem, right? As opposed to like Randall and Brunson and then Barrett kind of contributes his, his 20 here and there, but he's not consistent with it. I, I don't know. This te- You know what? Like, I'm not saying obviously the play styles, but this team kind of reminds me of like the old Suns with like Stoudemire and Nash where they always had those, like they had two big pieces at point guard and, and at the power forward position that could always get it done in the regular season, but when it came playoff time, there was just... You felt like they were missing that one guy to get them over the hump and get them over the edge because I think that both of these guys are stars in their own respective right. The problem is I don't think that they're superstars, and that's what I think the Knicks are lacking. I think if they went and got Zach Levine, they would have just added another star. Like, they're not going and adding another guy that's going to put them over the top. They're just adding another mid-tier guy that, you know, has had some good years that has gotten better progressively, but the Bulls right now just aren't it, and I, I think that they would have had to give it up even more depth, right? Like, who would they have had? They would have been using Miles McBride off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, they, they would have had to go into the spot where Tom Thibodeau didn't even want to go with Cam Reddish. So you think he's going to do that with other players? It's like, um, as far as the move goes, 100%. I don't, I don't think that another guy right now would have made sense unless you got rid of a guy like R.J. Barrett, who right, right, we've right. been kind of expecting to step into that. And just still isn't. And, and just hasn't yet. Um, let's uh, let's take one more segment and let's break down just the NBA trade deadline in general, right? Talk about some moves uh, with the other teams, some big, right? Not not Kyrie Irving, not Kevin Durant, uh, but there were some other moves, and we'll talk about that, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl. So one more NBA segment, and then to the. Super Bowl. It's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on ESPN Radio, 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Here at Any Given Fun Day here on ESPN Radio 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. Joey Haas, Ray Ostroud, Kobe Brickner, Super Bowl Sunday. Song number three, Rihanna. Take care with Drizzy Drake. Absolutely great song. 
But let's get into it. One last segment about the NBA trade deadline here. And let's go around to and give I I I think I know who, who who my pick is, but give our picks on who won the trade deadline. Yeah, go around and say won, then go around and say lost. That's fair. And and loss doesn't necessarily mean you it, it could be you didn't make moves and you should have made moves, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't have to be somebody who made a bad trade, but it can be somebody who didn't make moves that you thought should have. Uh this is kind of the um probably the prototypical answer, but I think the Lakers win the trade deadline. I really do. They completely flipped their roster, right? They got rid of bad things that weren't working, right? Patrick Beverly, not a not a true impactful player. Russell Westbrook didn't pan out there. And they went and got young. And then they went and got scores, right? Whether it's Russell or Mo Bamba, who's got high potential, or it's Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's, there's so many names where I'm like, wow, let's go Lakers. Very impressive deadline. I mean, we've, we've been asking for a deadline like this for a while. And, and I feel like Polinka is really ready to make these moves. And, and I'm here for it. Great, great deadline from the Lakers. You don't say that too often. But no. hell yeah. Yeah, 100%. They got what? Uh, Mo, Mo Bamba, Devon Reed, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and um, Malik Beasley. Yeah. That's like, we were talking about them not having anybody. <laughs> See Jared Vanderbilt last night? He had, <clears throat> he had the game of his life. Yeah. Like, I'm impressed. I'm thoroughly impressed. Go, go ahead if you would like. So, winner for me is the Phoenix Suns. If you can go out there and you understand what you need to do is you know that your window is here to win an NBA championship with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, who basically was about to go to the Pacers. Now he's back with the Suns this year. CP3, hopefully he gets his first ring this year. But This is it. This I, is it. I agree. I, I think that they addressed what they needed to. And my loser is the Toronto Raptors. 100%. Um, we, t- we talked about um, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, maybe Fred Van Vliet. This team is kind of in shambles besides Pascal Siakam, who's playing like MVP caliber. And I just think they either needed to uh, clean house or they needed to build upon that and uh, rotate some guys and get some new blood in, and they didn't do it. Yeah. So. And just to add on to yeah. that, Ray. Right. Siakam playing great. They have Scotty Barnes. They have Fred Van Vliet. They have Ananobi. They have Gary Trent. Like, those are all guys that you could have traded and gotten first-round picks for, right? Pascal is an immediate come-in-and-flip-a-franchise kind of player right now, if you're if you're looking for that. Uh, Scotty Barnes, right? These are all great players. But if you're just a middle-of-the-pack team right now, what are you doing? Like, wh- I, I don't get that. And that is one of my losers as well. Right, this team should have been looking to blow it up. If you're not if you're not competing, then what are you doing? What are you, like what are you waiting for for next season? Right? There's a bunch of teams out there that would have gladly taken Ananobi, right? The Pacers offered three first-round picks and they said no. Yeah. Why would you not take three first-round picks for a guy that you're just like you're not going to he's not going to go in the playoffs and win you games, right? You're not there. So what are you doing? I agree. And then as far as the Suns go, 100% agree too. I think that they were also winners, right? They 
teams have windows. You know, you guys know I preach on that a lot, right? There's windows for everybody in every sport, and either you you hit them hard or you miss them. And it, I think that the Suns went all in and said, "Yo, this is our time. We love Bridges, we love Johnson, we love the, that they're they're important parts of this team, but we have a chance to go get Kevin Durant. Let's do it." 100%. And Great move. I think, for me, personally, I'm going to go a little bit under the radar. Two moves out of the three that they made that I really, 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 really liked for this team. And I, I think and I know who it is. Who is it? The Clippers. It's 100% the LA Clippers. Also great moves. Bones Highland and Mason Plumley. Let me tell you what. If you haven't been watching basketball this season, Mason Plumley is having a career year. And if you haven't been watching the Clippers as well, let me just fill you in. Mr. Zubak is their starting center. Don't get me wrong. Also, I think he's a very, style. very, yeah. very, very good backup center to come off the bench, get you some minutes, get you some rebounds, be a big physical presence in the middle. What Mason Plumley brings to this team is maybe taking the load off of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard a little bit, getting a little bit more scoring in the front line as well to give another option on the floor that you would have to worry about. He's been playing very, very well this year. And Bones Holland, I think, has a lot of upside. I think he's a young guy who want, who can come in. Um and, and play with this team. We saw Terrence Mann do it a couple of years ago with, with with the Clippers, and I just feel like if you're in the right system, um, it can really help you out. And it kind of made me wonder, like, okay, what are the Nuggets doing here? They're giving up Owens Highland, getting Thomas Bryant, but then they go and get Reggie Jackson. I think they're another team as well that I don't know if they got, like, 100% better, but I think that they definitely um, made some interesting moves, and we'll see how they play out. But uh, to have another guy in Thomas Bryant who didn't feel like, you know, once AD came back he was getting enough minutes – they ship them off, bring in a bunch of guys who want to be there, who want to play and can make an impact. Coming off the bench for Lakers, they did they did a really good job as well. Um, and then my loser, I think I already really said it. You know, I, I think it is the Timberwolves. I, I think that this team now, not just because I think D'Angelo Russell is that good of a player, um, but I think just having that that point guard right is imperative to your team. You know, you still have Anthony Edwards, you still have Carl Anthony Towns, but I feel like this team just. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what their ceiling is. I don't know what their their build is. We had questions about Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns at the start of the year, if they were going to work, and we haven't really heard much. You know, Gobert's doing his thing. He's averaging like 14 and 12, but he's not making it a significant impact, and he's not being really used, I think, in the role that he kind of was over in Utah, where he had a guy that was driving to the basket consistently, trying to feed him lobs and stuff like that, and that was getting him involved more in um, – yeah, them and – oh, what was the other team I was just going to say? I can't remember. Um, I, yeah, you, I got a couple too. You mentioned uh, getting guys like Plumlee and Bryant. Here's another loser in my eyes. It's the Philadelphia 76ers. And, hey, you got to get somebody to be behind Joel Embiid. That man, at come playoff time, if he's playing all those minutes, you're, you're going to struggle. And I think the – uh, the Sixers got rid of Matisse Thybul. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Like now he's over in, in Portland, but I don't know. They just didn't address needs that I thought they should have, and I don't know if that's gonna be a famine for them come the playoffs. So first things first, Cobe. I agree with you, but I agree on the latter that you need to take the the pressure off and beat more in the regular season to give him more minutes in the playoffs. Yeah, right. right. So I think like. He's playing too much right now, and that's gonna that could lead to him not being available in the playoffs. Right. Exactly. So 
I agree with you. Yes, like they needed to address it, but for the for a different for the opposite reason. Got it. He needs to play all the minutes in the playoffs. He doesn't need to play all the minutes right now, but they need him right now to win games, right? So they sh- they should have gotten more impactful players to win games now, so that when playoff time comes, Embiid's fresh and ready. Correct. Uh, so that's number one, and then I got two losers. Really, two that come to my mind. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bulls. Uh, I I don't know what they're doing. They're they're in the same boat as the Raptors, except they have even more star-studded talent, right? DeRozan, uh, clearly Vucevic. Uh, they have Levine. They have they have a roster where you look at them and you're like, wow, like these guys are could be really good. And they had a run last year where they were really yeah, good, just last year. And then they're not good. And to me, it's like, why are you holding on to this? Do you think that because the Eastern Conference just lost a team in the Nets that had two studs that you're going to be able to make a push now, right? Like you're going to be able to flip it around. You think if you add Russell Westbrook to this team that you're going to you're you're truly going to become a, t- a contender, right? Because if you barely scratch your way into the playoffs, what are you doing, right? With with talent like that, because another year of any of those guys or if any of those guys get hurt and you're stuck on their contracts, now is the time to move those guys if you were the Bulls, right? And and Stock up on some picks and get and trade away these guys to teams that want them because there was a lot of teams calling for Levine. There's a lot of teams calling for DeRozan. I'm sure there was teams calling for Vooch. I really truly believe that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that the other team that I was thinking of that I couldn't think of before was Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you know, everybody in the West kind of got better. <laughs> a lot of teams got better as far as their talent goes. And I know the Grizzlies are second in the West. <clears throat> you might be sitting here saying, oh, well, why would they need to get better? It's just because I look at it and I see that Ke- uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, it, just two names that I'm thinking off the top of my head, came over and now are competing with you as far as talent-wise goes and as far as your t- team aspect goes, right? Getting out of your own conference is one thing. And they only made a move for Luke Kennard. And don't get me wrong, he's a good shooter. But he made his way out of the Clippers lineup. It's not a move that really makes you say, oh, wow, they made that move? Wow, great like, move. No, they, they made a move for Luke Kennard, and it's like, I don't even know how much time he's really going to be seeing Yeah, in, in general on that team. And then there was one more team, too. Um, The, the Pelicans with a sneaky good move. My yeah. boy. Oh. Mr. Richardson. Uh-huh, Josh or Richardson. Man. Yeah. Knockdown. I feel like that's good something player. that— Three and D. And I feel like that's something that they just lack. You yeah, know, it's not a move. move. That's, it's not a move that's going to hit the headlines, but it's a move that I think can strong can definitely help them out, adds more depth to their roster. And that's the one thing that I feel like the the, uh, the Pelicans really uh, really lack is being able to spread the floor a little bit. Having him on the floor will give more creation to um, Brandon Ingram and eventually Zion Williamson when he comes back as well. I like uh, I like stirring the pot. Right, one of my favorite things to do. And uh, here's one that may come back to bite me in the butt at some point, and that's fine. I'm here for it. My final loser is the Dallas Mavericks. Stop it. Yes, you go get Kyrie Irving. Because you're right. But the but one thing that really, really, really stresses me out, if I'm Mark Cuban, if I'm Luka Doncic, is I just lost, right? If I'm if I'm looking through Luka's perspective or or Cubans, is I just lost Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney Smith and a first round pick and two second round picks. But the main thing for me is you don't know if Kyrie Irving is going to stay. You needed commitment out of Kyrie Irving if you were going to trade for him. You needed it. 
Is he enough to get, to win you a championship this year? Now, if there is other other moves, like other supplementary moves after Kyrie, where you upgrade more or you go get more depth or whatever it is, sign me up. But you didn't do anything else. You shipped off two of your best role players. You got a star in, in return. But now you're banking on these guys like Josh Green and other players of that caliber to now step up and say, hey, it's your time. Let's go right now. Luca's here. Kyrie's here. And let's get going. Christian Wood, step it up. Let's go. And to me, I, I just, it would have been a great move for me if I had known that Kyrie Irving was going to sign an extension. But he doesn't. And to me, it's just, it. you are, the, what you gave up on a, on a science experiment here, right, that we've seen across the league not really work when you put two ISO ball players together, right? Like we said last week, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving worked but if the if the end result isn't a championship and you're not holding, you know, a, a trophy over your head, did it really work? Did it really did it really actually get there? And it just seems like another experiment to me. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because uh, obviously I got to defend my boys, right? I was skeptical at first. I know I said about I, I talked about the defense on the podcast, and I what said, do you, got? I, you know, when you look at this team, when you look at the team before Kyrie, where were we finals contenders? No, no, but, uh, no, we were I don't not, think so, right? No. So when you look at it from that perspective and you say, sure, Kyrie, he's a 50-50 shot. You don't know what, he's a bottle rocket. You have no clue what you're going to get no, from this guy. he's a great ball player. But he's though. a great player off the court. We have no idea. But like I said, I think he's finally in a spot. Mark Cuban is a very, very good people person. And let me say this. When we got to the Western Conference Finals last year, what did we have? A guy in Jalen Brunson who ended up stepping up in Luca in Luca's absence, and what was he mostly? An ISO ball player. Now you get a guy in Kyrie Irving who comes in, and he's a better version of Jalen Brunson, right? As far as scoring the basketball goes, then you have. There's going to be three guys that I think need to step up in this in this position because you obviously lose a, a guy who I was very very high on helped us out a lot helped us out a lot last year, and Dorian Finney Smith. Tim Hardaway needs to step up. He didn't play very good last night, but he played good the night before. Um, Dwight Powell, Christian Wood, like you said, Josh Green, and then when Maxi Kleber comes back, <laughs> he, hey, better, he better step it up. No, but you look. Go look at last playoffs, man. He was he was absolutely on oh, fire for great. us. Um, so when you look at the roster, it doesn't seem like there's really much difference to me besides losing a, a guy in Dorian Finney-Smith and Josh Green. Right now, he. Scored had 23 last night, stepped up as that third role player when we really needed him to be. And we have a few young guys on the bench that I'm pretty high on. I, th I think that this team in general, their ceiling is the same as last year, right? I think that they could go to the Western Conference Finals. They could go I don't know finals. if they're a finals team. They could. To be honest with you, I don't know. But let me tell you what, sign me up for Dallas Phoenix again. I'm okay. in. Okay. Wow. Kyrie Irving versus time. Kevin Durant. I would love, in the playoffs. I would, that was that's actually I think uh, well when the trade happened that was the projected first round matchup was the was the Mavs and the Suns. Yeah, right now. So, get get me in for that. Get me in there. Um, anything else trade deadline? I think we covered a lot of teams. I'll yeah. be honest. The Celtics, man, they still look so good, and it's not even funny. That team has not had any let up from last year, and they. I think they only made one or two moves, but 
They didn't even really need to. But you, but you don't have to make moves sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I know. But like, I just figured I have to put them in because they're playing so good right now. I oh, watched. Yeah. I watched them play against the Pelicans. They scored a franchise uh, leading 15 three pointers in the first half. They're they're on something. They're playing. They're playing really good. And you know they made a lot of their their moves in the off season, right? Like a Malcolm Brogdon move kind of cancels out. You know, it, it, a whole trade deadline worth mm-hmm. of moves, right? Like you go get a guy like that. That that's your that's a six man like that is a solidified six man for your team. That's not even like a you, you know what I mean. Like sometimes you just don't have to make the moves, and I you know they didn't have to go and try and get better because their roster is where they want it to be and where they need it to be. Um, but let's uh, let's go to break and when we come back, it's time for the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Britton here with you on ESPN Radio one hundred four five the team and the free. 104.5 The Team app. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Oh, na, na, what's the name? 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 What's the name? What's the name? Yeah. I heard you good with them soft lips. Yeah, you know, word of mouth. The square root of 69 is a sum, right? Because I've been trying to work it out. Welcome back to Any Given Fun Day. Hour number two, one hour closer to that's over. What do you got? What? For everyone. This isn't just for the show, okay? I'm sorry. The big game equals big payouts, prize picks, entries, plays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pay out 30 times. <laughs> Bang. Bang. Go throw him in. <laughs> Mike Breen. Uh, <laughs> Joey Haas, Ray Ostar, Kobe Breakner. 104.5 The Team, the free 104.5 The Team app. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. I'm excited. Oh I am so excited for the Super Bowl. It's oh. not even funny, even though. Are you excited about price picks? Well, that too. That's fun, but Kobe man. doesn't sports bet anymore. Yeah, I've been off off it a little bit, but a little bit. So he still does. <laughs> you got money yet today? Not yet. <laughs> there it is. Yet. Hey, I'll send you the twenty five promo for myself, so I can get more under the uh, under the free picks. Come on. There you go. Um, let's start by talking about. Let's highlight. Both teams, and we don't have to go super in-depth, uh, but I do think one cool tidbit of information to carry into uh, today's Super Bowl uh, starts with the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's the fact that they have four players from their 2017 Super Bowl team. Yeah? Yeah, the Miracle one. Yep, the 2017 team that are on this football team. Uh, two offensive linemen, two D-linemen. How crazy. All ah. right. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. Uh, Kelsey was on that team? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you have on the defensive side of the football, Fletcher Cox and was it Matthews was the last player? I think it was Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham, yes. So that is, I think that's an intangible, right? Especially because this roster has completely flipped. Since then, like it's a completely different football team. If you remember, Ray, can you tell me who the number one wide receiver was on the Philadelphia Eagles when they played in the Super Bowl last? And I'm not asking you, Kobe. I know you know. Uh, and not questioning Jeremy your... Macklin. No, 
Um, oh, who's the other one? It's a name. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to know who it is. but The number one wide receiver for the Eagles in their last Super Bowl. Oh, what's his name? He's number like 80. Was Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon, I knew it. Oh, my God. How crazy is that? Okay. Um, so just a cool piece of information to kick it off. And I think that's going to go a long way today. Right. Because the, you know, the stories that we've been seeing um, on SportsCenter, ESPN, uh, of that sort, basically highlight that the veterans are the ones that are kind of leading the team this week. Right. And they're, you know, they're really just setting the tone for this game. They're setting the tone for the week of, you know, I forgot they had like a, an actual, you know, saying or something. But point being, you have four players that have been there, done that with this team. And that's important when you're going up against what we believe to be a legend uh, in a dynasty in the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. 100%. I think that the, the thing with the Eagles, too, is, you know, you look at their schedule this year. I know we've talked about their soft schedule or whatever the case may be. I don't really even care about that. I think it's the fact of who their defense has gone up against when you look on the other side of the ball as far as quarterbacks go since, what, week, I think, four or five it was. You got basically Brock Purdy uh, with no arm. You got Daniel Jones three times. You got Andy Dalton. You got Dak. You got uh, Malik Willis. You got Rodgers. You got, I don't even know who they started when they played the Colts. It might have still been Ryan at this point. Commanders, up in the air. Texans, up in the air. Steelers, Kenny Pickett. Um, and then who is the, be- uh, why can't I think of the Cowboys back up right now? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. So it's like, they played the Vikings in primetime way early on in the year when they struggled the most. I'm just interested to see, because we've been talking about how good this off- or this defensive line is for the Eagles. And we all know what Patrick Mahomes brings to the table as far as quarterback play goes. It's going to be a fun matchup for me to see how much they're able to get to Patrick Mahomes because we know that the Chiefs' offensive line isn't the best, but it's not the worst as far as, like, you look at, you know, the Bengals' offensive line and you think, okay, that's definitely not. And then you look on the other side of the ball and the Eagles' offensive line is arguably, if not the best in football. Um, So just matchups across the board today. It's going to be interesting to see what unfolds. I feel like this is either going to be, you know, I, I don't know which way to think that this game is going to go. Kobe was saying he thinks it's going to be a one-score game. I feel like one way or another, one team might just end up running it up. I I, tr- I I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like if one team comes out hot, they're going to just they're going to jump all over it and they're not going to look back. You thought the NFL was going to let a game get out of hand in the Super Bowl? <laughs> you thought we were tuning tuning out? No, no way. You um, remember Tom Brady at halftime? <laughs> Ray, you mentioned the Eagles offensive line, and I'm going to start this off saying this player is locked in for a while. Locked in Billy Floyd? So, wow. they have a man on their offensive line who has not allowed a red zone sack since week 15 in 2013. Who? Lane Johnson. Oh, yeah, he's a goat. Like, That's th- crazy. That is like, hey— we're in the 20, inside the 20, I'm locking down. Like, nobody's getting past me. That's insane. That is literally insanity. And I guess another, like, stat that's pretty cool, the highest graded VAP FF, uh, the highest graded 
players in Super Bowl 57 on the defensive uh, side of the ball. Chris Jones at 92.6. Brandon Graham at 90.1. Hassan Reddick at 86.2. Josh Schwett, 84.6. TJ Edwards uh, at 81.1. The two through five are Eagles. Number one is Chris Jones. So... Chris Jones causes havoc. It looks it looks like to me that the Eagles defense has a lot more depth of like talent than the Chiefs do, but Chris Jones is something special. Well, and I'll even say too, they got a lot of young guys in their secondary, a few rookies. Um, you know, I think this this defense is a little bit overlooked. You know, we've to, I think we kind of look back to the fact of how bad this defense was a couple years ago when they really did make that run. Um and I feel like they've kind of gotten better. They, they, you know, Chris Jones has obviously been a huge part of it, but I feel like the Eagles' defense has talked about a lot more. And it's going to be interesting to see how much really Jalen Hurts is going to run today, because you know we haven't seen him really throw the football that much. They got a three-headed monster in Gainwell Scott and Miles Sanders, so I'm expecting the Eagles to come out and run the football. The problem is, is if the the Chiefs are expecting that and they're able to stop it, and they force Jalen Hurts to throw against Patrick Mahomes, I think it's going to be a long day for the Eagles. That That's that's really all I'll say on that. Um, I just, yeah, I agree. I, I, <laughs> it all, it, is, it, is, it, is it frugal to say that whoever gets the ball first sets the tone? Like, you know, if, if, the, if the Chiefs go out. I'll say this. What if the Eagles? If the Eagles score first, I don't think they set the tone. Okay. Um. Let me. Let, before we get into you know just straight game talk, well, there's a bunch of other stuff that I want to cover. Um. One of them being as well is we need to establish this right now. That's what it is. And then you look at it as well, Joe. Don't forget that the Chiefs also have their number one tight end in football. The Chiefs oh, also have sure a top tier head coach in football, and the Chiefs. May not have the receiving core, but I'd say Pacheco, the way he's been playing recently, is right up there with Miles Sanders. Pacheco's good. I mean, it all depends on volume, too. Yeah, I think, well, I think, too, Miles Sanders hasn't been getting as much run in the playoffs these past couple games just because he's he's had two big touchdown runs in the last game, obviously, but his touches have gone down because they've seen really what they've got in Kenneth Gainwell and how much he's been a, a complete part to this offense, Boston Scott as well. Like these guys can all run the football really, really well. And when you have three different, they're really three different running backs. Like all three of them have different intangibles that they're good at and that they're able to do when a defense gets a new look, basically every single down, it's extremely tough for them and the coordinator to figure out, okay, well, we got to worry about Jalen doing this. And now Kenneth Gainwell may be receiving and running the football. We also got to worry about miles, Miles Sanders running the football. We also got to worry about Boston Scott, you know, get, getting the football here. So when you're able to have three guys that are successful in running the football along with a running quarterback, the defensive scheme that we're going to see today I think is going to be uh, really, really interesting. But I think as far as the complete team goes, the Eagles definitely for sure. But let's just not forget the fact that they have the best quarterback, the best tight end, a really good head coach, and a top-tier D lineman. Um, so as far as complete, yes, Eagles, but as far as – having guys that are number one to number two overall at their respective positions. Very the fair. Chiefs are in that upper echelon of tiers, which is why a lot of people are sitting here saying this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. A hundred percent agree. Um, Kobe, you still got that article? Um, which one? Rihanna? Yes. All right. We're running it next segment. When we come back, 
Hey, we've been playing a lot of Rihanna here. You know what that means. We got to predict what the first song is. We got to predict what's going on during the Super Bowl halftime show. All right? There's a football game to be played, but there's also Rihanna. And you know what comes with Rihanna? Guests. Who's going to be the guests? When we come back, let's talk Super Bowl halftime show. It's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, and Kobe Brigner here with you. On ESPN Radio, 104.5 The Team, and the free 104.5 The Team app. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Welcome back here to Any Given Fun Day. Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, Kobe Brickner. Rihanna song number five. Do we know this song? Great song. This one gets me hyped up. I mean, I know of it. I don't really know. Oh, The old uh, 2010s bass drop. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the fake one into the build-up, oh, yeah. into the actual If one. it wasn't... It, Come it, on. If it's not 2010 build-up into a drop, what are you doing? What are you really doing? Directly in there. Oh, my God. If I don't hear this song today, I'm going to be a little let down. I'm going to be I honest feel, with I you. Feel like, I feel like a... Uh, I need to I need to hear that song. It needs to go through my veins. Welcome back. Um, so Kobe was able to find a, a nice article here. Well, article uh, betting props on FanDuel uh, of some some songs that Rihanna's going to sing. Some first songs, some last songs. Um, <laughs> and hey. Everybody loves a good halftime show. Oh, yeah. You know, it's half the game. Really? That's see Travis a few years ago. That was pretty hype. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, I know we have a list in front of us of what we think the first song is going to be, but let's go. We'll go this. We'll go, what do you think the first song? We'll go four things. I got four things that I want to talk about with the Super oh, Bowl halftime show, okay? I got four. I got your first song, and we're going to go around and give our first songs first, and then we'll go... What song do you want to hear the most, right? Then we'll go last song, and then we'll go predicted guests, okay? You guys all here for this? 100%. Good? So don't give them all at once. We'll just do first song. Then we'll do expected, you know, what do you want to hear the most? And then we'll go last song, and then we'll go, who do you think is going to Because you never just have one guy or one girl, you know what I mean? It's always, a, there's always a party. Right, somebody's gonna come through the ground, and we're gonna be like, "Oh my God, they're here!" <laughs> so let's do it. Uh, first song. It's got She's got to set the tone early, right? I think first song out. Give me "Run This Town." No, they're not starting with it. Feel Joey, it I feel it air. coming in the air. Yeah, I absolutely do. I am on board with that. Run this town, first one. That's going to set the Come tone. On. So do you think, okay, well, no, because that brings me on my whole other point. I have I have a, a 
mindset into what I'm doing into this, right? So she's going to come out, right? Shine bright like a diamond. No, this is oh. what you came for. This this oh. is what you're here for, right? Great move. You, you're not here for this overall. And <laughs> the halftime performance. Wow. And who's going to be here? Wow. This is what you people, this is what all, this is what the guys, right? The guys, guys, go grab your woman, right? And if they don't know that Rihanna's on the Super Bowl halftime show tonight, you got a reason to watch. You got a reason for her to watch, at least till halftime, right? You can't forget the commercial. Take the opportunity to pounce. Today is the day. This is this what, is you, what came you came for. for. Love that, Rihanna. Move. Love that. That is that is actually one of the better takes that I've ever heard in history. That makes too much <laughs> sense. It's <laughs> pretty sad. That makes way too much sense. This is what you came for. Yeah. Wow! Not I, even on the was that even on the list? Yeah, it, it was. was. Uh, it's, yes. uh, wow. it's plus six hundred. Wow! Great call, Ray. Thank you. All right, next up, what song do you really want to hear? Because there's a lot of songs that I really want to hear, but it's like, how many how many songs yeah. are we really going to get? And these could be actual Rihanna songs or ones that she's featured in. Right. Right. Um, I think we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna get some uh, some guests. Uh, but with that being said, song that I really want to hear. I mean, I was gonna play it, but it, it might take a minute. I think it's got to be Disturbia. I was gonna, I was gonna go there, and then I just thought of one. Disturbia. I just thought bum, of one. Bum 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 bum. Kobe, you ready for this one? What do you want to hear? I want to hear work, 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 work. All right, work, don't work. don't ruin it. <laughs> and guess who comes out? Don't, don't. I'll leave a cliffhanger. Ray, what do you got? <sighs> so I'm gonna go. Oh, actually. You see, you see over there. What? That's left field, okay. And I'm playing. <laughs> I'm here for it. A return appearance to the Super Bowl. Give me love the way you lie. Whoa! Give me love the way this you lie. Guy's hot. Bring it back. Wow! Right? That was an absolute heat check back when recovery dropped. Wow! And if Eminem shows up, which I mean, he might be in a basement somewhere. But if he somehow rears his old head today, I will be up out of my seat. I will be electrified in tune and ready to go. And I will be listening to, if that happens, I'm listening to Recovery this entire week. Welcome to the Electric Factory. <laughs> Starring Kevin Evan Rihanna. Last song. Last song. Oh, I, th- I still think it's going to be Diamonds. Right, I think that's how you end it on elegance because that's what the performance is really going to be. <laughs> it it all just makes too much sense to me, Joe. Shine bright like a diamond. No, 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 not even that. The, the song, right? You start out with "This is what you came for," right, and then you end with "Don't stop the music," <laughs> right? Or it could I be mean, "We the found love." Is set. We found in love. Stone. Though. What we we didn't find love. I mean, this is about to be Valentine's Day, so you could yeah. whoa, you could be whoa. you could be on the right track hey, there. Hey, right? Hey. I like both. Um, and I, you know what? I think that a lot of people think that she's gonna end with like one of her better songs. I I think Umbrella is obviously one that I think she will, but 
don't know, the script, oh, the the writing's on the wall, Joe, and I'm reading. I got my glasses and I'm ready to go. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. I should just do I should just do prop bets at this point. <laughs> All right, last part here. There's gonna be guests. Who do I think is gonna be a guest? So on this Super Bowl halftime. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna give my top three. Okay. And no and no real particular order. Like I said, long shot I think is gonna be Eminem. Um but they just really didn't do a lot of work together. You know what I mean? They haven't really worked on a lot of songs. So I feel like if they bring a guest in, they're going to have to have somebody who she's done multiple multiple songs with. Um, so my top two, I mean, I would say if I had to put him in a list, I think Drake's two. Because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling he's more of a long shot. So you, you're you going with... You need to get done, done at work, come Dude, on. Dude, Rihanna, Rihanna and Drake have so many so many good songs together. But yeah, you know, you know where I'm going. And that's why I, do. I don't think it's going to be the first song, and it's Mr. Jay Z. I, I, I just it makes sense if if he if they come out to run this town, uh, it's too quick. They want to give Rihanna the full stage to herself. They want to give her her first few songs by herself, and then in the middle, right, right when you know you're like, oh, who's it going to be? When's the, when's the next song come out? Then you hear run this town. Jay Z's going to come from the you just from hear the, the roof. You just hear the barking, right? And Jay Z's just sitting on the field, one of the field goal posts. Over. All right, I'm gonna go with two, two that you may not. Oh, his face, Rear's head. Yeah, <laughs> I think DJ Khaled's gonna be there. Oh God, please no. I do. I think DJ Khaled's gonna find his way onto the stage. Well, I'm trying to think of the songs that they have together. He's just gonna ad lib. No. Yes, he is. He's just gonna get out there and he's gonna be Why like. Why do you have that feeling? Because it's DJ Khaled. And number two, Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris is going to be the DJ tonight. And they're going to run this town. Leaving me to number one, Jay-Z. Yeah. Because they're going to run this town tonight. I think think Jay-Z is the... I mean, it just feels like it has to be, right? My thing is, I think at some point, we're going to get a Drake halftime show, right? Mm. It would only make sense. It would have to be in the next, like... Five years. I don't know about five. What? I, I, I do. I mean, he's still consistently putting out music, and he still is performing a good amount, but I think he likes his personal shows. Like, he does really enjoy his fans, and... Oh, sure um, he does. He appreciates them a lot, as far as, like, a lot of... I'm not saying that other rappers don't, but I feel like Drake, more than anything, likes to do live shows... In arenas where everyone's there for him. Right. Not everyone's going to be there for him. You know what That's I mean? That's true, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he does it to get the bag, but... Calvin Harris. I think... Uh, He's my lock of the day. Yeah, and how many rappers have we really... We had Kendrick. Well, last year, last year we had Snoop, uh, Kendrick. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys ready for this one? Oh, boy. Get me in. I know he's going. I, <laughs> Wait, I, hold on. I think I'm... Kobe, hold on. Hold on. I'm looking... I'm strapped in. In left field, behind Grandma, sleeping in the bleachers. And if you could, like, squint your eyes, I'm thinking T.I. comes out <laughs> with Rihanna, live your life, boom. Wow. That would be, that would be epic. That's a great, great call. That would be great call. very, very cool. Great call. I think, I think we see all three. Wow. I do. I think we see T.I., I think Calvin Harris shows his face. 
and Ray. I think Jay Z's there. Oh yeah, really? Great calls. Electric. This is, this is one of the better takes that we've had. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's not sports. Oh man! Wow. <laughs> well, what kind of look is that? <laughs> oh, dude, he makes even more sense. I'm just looking. The monster with Rihanna. Eminem. Eminem. Oh, I, I man. It, there's a couple there. But you also got to remember, too, that more often than not, whoever they bring out also plays a song, like, of their own. Like, it's not always oh, just Trav- like, Well, Travis did sickle mode. Right. So, like, it'll be, right, like, if it, 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 it you know, T.I. could come out and play, like, whatever you like, right? Yep, he could. And he could also play Live Your Life, right? Because, yeah. or, like, Jay-Z, Jay-Z yep. could rip... You know, whatever, right? He could rip one of his songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin Harris, like it doesn't, it doesn't take much to go into slide. What slide? Oh, Ooh, I mean, we could go any song. any Calvin Harris song, right? But just anything that just gets the crowd yeah. going. Um, and then there's you know DJ Khaled. I think he could do that too, right? Like you just play one of DJ Khaled's good songs, and you find a way to insert X, Y, or Z. There's so many options. Yeah, this, this is gonna be a fun one. I, I'm excited for this one too. I am. Um, so that's our predictions. And if you want to make bets, go to FanDuel, right? <laughs> that's, where, that's where you can make the bets. That's crazy. But uh, we, did, we did the halftime show bets. Now let's come back. Let's do some player props. Yeah? It's about do that time. Like, do you want to do the one that I have or you want to do like the... We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Sure right? Just want to let the people know what they're getting into because it's getting rowdy an hour or two. It's any given fun day. It's Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, and Kobe Brickner here with you on ESPN Radio, 104.5 The Team and The Free. The Free. 104.5 The Team app. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Welcome back here to Any Given Fun Day on ESPN Radio 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. Joey Haas, Ray Ostrow, Kobe Bregner. You know what I haven't said yet today? Oh, it's Sunday Funday. It's a Sunday Funday. I don't know if you said it last week either. I don't think I did. Wow. I'm usually good for one. <laughs> usually. But we gave our halftime bets, right? What's Rihanna going to sing? Who's going to come out with her? Is it going to be a first song? Is it going to be the last song? Whatever. Let's get into some game bets, right? And we're not promoting betting by any means. No, never. Bet at your own risk. But not if you're going to bet, <laughs> here's some fun ones. Oh, Peter. So, right, what do we what do we got going on here? What do we got cooking? So we got the obvious, right? We got the obvious one to start it off, boys. And Kobe, if you want Kobe, if you want to give your stat before we get into it. What do you got? But the first one is going to be the coin toss. Kobe, go Let's ahead. give the stat. Nine straight teams that have won the coin toss lost in the Super Bowl. Really? And you know what? Nine straight teams who have won the coin toss lost? Yes. Okay. You know what doesn't fail? Tails never fails. Tails. I'm going tails today. Okay. What's the? Do we have the odds? I no, think they're minus is, 120 both ways. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. It's I mean, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, yeah, this is just a, a 
gridiron prop list for a bunch of stuff on the game. I'll pick a few out of them and we'll we'll just go from there. So I'm gonna go tails for the for the coin flip. I go heads. Oh man, <laughs> split me down the middle, huh? <laughs> give me heads. Yeah, give me yeah, heads. give me heads. <laughs> yeah. Let's see you guys later. See ya. Um, let's see what the next one I think would be a fun one. So the length of the national anthem. Ooh, what's over the over under or under? 95 seconds. Do we have an average? I do. What do you got? The average of the national anthem. 94. Is a minute and 43 seconds. Oh! So. So that's a minute 35. They're tempting you at the over. They are. And I'm going to bite. I, I'm <laughs> munching on the over. Who's singing it? That I don't know. Um, I remember it's last season. Is it a country season, singer? Last season, somebody... Um, Took a video of the stadium as the national anthem player or person was singing and like actually recorded it, and everybody's like, "Oh, oh man, I I know what it's gonna be," and it actually ended up being over. Chris really? Chris Stapleton. Oh, uh, g- give me the over. Give me the over. I think we're yeah. You got to ride the over here. Give me the over. So this one's also a fun one too that I saw that I didn't think of. Jersey number. Of the first touchdown score, over or under, 11 and a half. And you got to think of the unders. Think of Devontae Smith. You think of Jalen Hurts. You think of A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. You think of Isaiah Pacheco. Think of Jared McKinnon. But then you think of. Then you think of the over. Dallas Goddard. Patrick Mahomes. Dallas Goddard. Kelsey. Give me the under. Give me the over. I think I'm going to go with the over as well. I think I got to go with the over. If if the Chiefs score first, I'm guessing it's – actually, I don't know, man. I feel like the first – what's Sanders? What's Miles Sanders' number? Oh, I think he's in the 20s. 20s. Then, yeah, give me, I'll stick with the over. Because MVS is low. So is Jarek McKinnon because he can rear his Juju's old head. Lo- Juju's nine. Juju's low. Wait, yeah. what's MVS? I think he's 11. No. Yes, 11. I think. Okay. Or maybe 14. He might be 14, actually. Hey, um, just, a, just a heads up here. The Colts have found our targeting. Yeah, I just saw that. And I'm like, just wait till tomorrow. Yeah. So Colts are targeting Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen as their next head coach and informing other candidates of their decision. So interesting move there from the Colts. Hopefully they don't swing and miss again. But back to the props. Yeah, I'll uh, let's see here. Let's go. Uh, let's go. First team to ten points. Who do we think it's going to be? Who's going to come out hot? Eagles. Both, yeah, I was going to say both teams are very good, very high tempo. I was just telling Kobe, very high tempo teams in the first quarter itself. So, give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. I think they're going to come out and they're going to hit Philadelphia in the mouth, and they're going to respond. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go Eagles, man. I don't know why. I do not. Hey, but I, I I personally think the Chiefs are gonna win this game. But I think the Eagles kind of gonna are gonna come out first, and uh, I think the Chiefs are gonna make a good halftime adjustment on on this team, and that they'll figure out what kind of scheme that they're running, what kind of scheme that they need to uh, do to win this game. Very fair, and one that I think is um, very interesting. Will a player score a touchdown? And a two-point conversion today. Wow. Yes or no? My only guess, Travis Kelsey. Yep. It's got to be. Yeah. Travis Kelsey 
makes stuff happen? I would say yes. I think Kelsey's going to score a touchdown, and I think they have, if they have to go for two, give me Kelsey. Oh, that's tough. Uh, because there's only one player that really comes to mind, is that's Kelsey. Think about Jalen Hurts maybe rushing for a touchdown and then rushing again. Could be uh, Dallas Goddard, another guy. But I'm going to say no because if you're going to give me that many players on the field and only one that we can really say, oh, yeah, Kelsey could definitely do it. That's that's not the odds that I like. So I'm going to go with no. I don't know, man. Playoffs have been super weird this year. It would only be fitting for, I would say, Travis to do something, for Jason to do something today. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go with yes. And I think that something's going to happen where – I don't know if Jason Kelsey's going to get in the backfield or something on on the goal line or what's going to happen. They're going to switch someone to center, but um, yeah, I think I think it will be. And then um, we'll go MVP, right? QB or other is the odds. QB, Pat Mahomes, bring it home. So you think the Chiefs are going to win? Uh, I think if I think that's the first player that would come to my head. I think it's and Mahomes or Hurts. Yeah, I think. It's really hard to have any other player. Cooper Cup did it last year. Cooper Cup is is built different. I don't know if there's a quite a player like like that. Kelsey. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if the, I, a guy doesn't come to mind. Maybe Devontae Smith. Uh, I, I don't know. I think if the I, th- I like I said, I think if the Eagles get into or get down, I don't think Jalen's going to throw for anything like two fifty, three hundred yards or anything like that. But I think if he does throw for around 190, 200 today, it's going to be Devontae or AJ that are going to have, like, one of those two are going to have big games. Devontae's been getting a lot more targets in in the playoffs. Um, and then I think really, honestly, any of the three guys could, like, any of the three running backs could really do it for the Eagles if they all have big games or one of them has a big game. And they're just going to feed the hot hand. So they're going to give – they'll probably do first, second, and third down, feed one to Miles, feed one to Kenneth, feed one to Boston, see who gets most yards. And, like, okay, we're running you all game. Okay. Um, nothing would be more fitting in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes just won uh, MVP of this season. Nothing like Jalen Hurts coming in, winning the Super Bowl, and winning Super Bowl MVP. Just say, hey, hey, Patty, nice MVP you got there. I'll take this one, though. Wow. What a dub. Very fair. So that means, yes, you are going with a quarterback. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to – I'll go on the outer. I'll go on the – off the scale as usual. And then we'll go – Final one before I get. I'll, I'll get like three, a couple. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go we break have? after this, and then we'll come back and hit okay. a couple of player props, and then talk about the. Okay, sounds good. Color the Gatorade bath. So I should probably just go out and get the the total for all of them. But the what they have on here is yellow or green, yellow or both, yellow or, or other. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that's actually been leaked hey. a little bit. Oh, it has of the color. Yeah, but I mean, you take that with a grain of salt. However, you may. How do but- you leak that? Because I forgot one of the players had said something about yellow and green is or is like pretty much all of them. I mean, could be blowing smoke, really could be, but um, that's why it's the favorite, like by a, a yeah. Big but mark, you know margin. that that means that someone's gonna have. But if if yellow and think about it this way, right? Let me put it in perspective. If yellow and green are all they have out there, they're gonna have one that they're saying, "Hey, don't touch this one because it's full." So if you guys win, you're gonna use this of one. red. <laughs> yeah. Give me red. Give me the other. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, final props, right? If you're making your bets today, 
Let's help you out a little bit. Give our predictions. I've been pretty successful as of late. Haven't lost too much money. And then we'll give our predictions. <laughs> Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Let's do it when we get back. It's any given fun day. Joey Haas, Ray Ostrout, Kobe Breckner, here with you on ESPN Radio, 104.5 The Team and the free. 104.5 The Team app. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Welcome back here to Any Given Fun Day on ESPN Radio 104.5 The Team, the free 104.5 The Team app. Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, Kobe Breckner. Super Bowl Sunday, baby. And we've given you, I think, eight songs. I think about six of those songs will be played tonight. There may be a few that don't make the list, and that's okay. But it's Super Bowl Sunday, and we're getting ready to lead you into coverage at 2 p.m. here on the team. Oh, man. Right, give us some prop bets here to close it out. You're building your parlay today, right? Yep. You're trying to, you're, maybe you're on prize picks. Hey, if you're not on are. prize picks, hey. What are you doing? It's a good time. Hit me up. Give me some free 25. I'll send you the code, get you in there, get yeah. you right. Come on. Six picks, <laughs> 30 times today from 11 to 3. Hit my line. Shoot me a DM. We'll start with first. Obvious one. Sure, it's across all ones. On prize, I'm going off prize picks specifically. We'll start with passing yards. And I'm going to give you two. Right, I'll give you both Patrick and Jalen, and you guys can pick one of them. Right, tell me which one you would prefer, which one you you feel the most confident about, whether it's over or under the yards. Jalen Hurts is set at two thirty eight and a half, and Patrick Mahomes' line is set at two eighty five and a half. Wow, yeah. So let me know which one you like better, and which one you're going to go higher or lower. Go ahead, Kobe. Um, let's see. Give me Patty's under, under 280. And okay. give me. I give them both. Wow. Wow. Give me Jalen over. Give me the over on Pat Mahomes. Big time players show up for big time games. Yeah. Give me Patrick Mahomes on the over. I'm not betting Jalen Hurts because I'm putting my money on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts under. And the reason is, I think the Chiefs are the most susceptible to running the football. We've seen it in the playoffs. They've just, they've finally gotten back to their roots, right? They've run the ball, I mean, I think 30 of their plays are like 60 or 70% of the time they're running the football in the playoffs. I know that was probably due to the Niners not having a quarterback in the second half, but they also did it um, in their in their first matchup. So I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts under, I think 238 is is a bit high for him. And Patrick Mahomes, I just never doubt him, so I'm, I don't even want to touch his line. 285 seems like a lot, and then Pat, you look at Patrick Mahomes' numbers in the playoffs, and he's thrown for he's averaging 300 yards a, a game. Give but it's also over. against the Eagles' defense, so we'll start there. Then we got a couple receiving props. You got A.J. Brown at 69.5, Travis Kelsey at 77.5, Devontae Smith at 60.5. Boys, which one do you like? I really, really like uh, both Kelsey over and Devontae Smith over. 
I think Devontae Smith is big time, man. I really do. Um, and Travis Kelsey, I've said it all along. And the longer time goes on, the more I'm going to say it. Travis Kelsey is the most important player on the on the Chiefs as far as their offense goes. You know, when target wise, playmaker wise, yes, Pat Mahomes is obviously the the heartbeat of the offense. He's the quarterback. But when you look past Pat Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey every single time. This guy needs to show up big time today. He's ready for this game. He's playing against his brother, and there's no Tyreek Hill this year, right? And that's gonna it. It, it eventually was gonna show its face. It's gonna show its face today, and Travis Kelsey's gonna absolutely snap. Keep calm. Devontae Smith over. I like that. I like, I, I think I tend to agree with both of you. I, I don't want to touch A.J. Brown. He's had two, I don't want to say bad performances. He just really hasn't got looks on the ball because they haven't needed to get him the ball. Now today, I feel like there's going to be more opportunity for him to get the ball, but I still feel like 70 yards, like I said, in this rushing offense is going to be a lot. But if this, like I said, if the Chiefs get out early, they're going to come out and have to throw the football. So there's a potential, I think, for A.J. Brown to get there. I just don't know if the Chiefs can do that. So I'm going to stick with both of you guys. I'm going to go with the Kelsey over, um, and that's the one I'm going to stick with. I'm not touching Devontae or A.J. Brown just because I feel like it's less likely for both of those guys to get touch, or to get receptions today because of the way I think Philly's going to play. And final one, just for a fun one, you know, a little. They have about 800 different categories today on prize picks for, you know, uh, sacks, pass deflections, uh, passer rating, you name it, it's on there. I'm going to give you a kick return yards. Boston Scott is at 39 and a half, and Isaiah Pacheco is at 34 and a half, and this is total for the whole game. That'll give me Isaiah Pacheco. Over. Give me Boston under. I'm going to go Boston over. Isaiah under. We wow. might, I think we might see Sky more today. I don't even know if Isaiah will be out there. Wow. I think that they're baiting you. And I think Sky Moore might get the opening kickoffs. Wow. Well, I mean, that's opening kickoff usually doesn't. I think it's like 80% of the time it they you don't have really a touchback. See, well, then you don't really see them running out a lot, but I feel like Boston Scott is a guy who can uh who likes to run it out a bit. He's had a few few here and there, so I'll, I just want to give him the over. All right, let's do this. Super Bowl whatever number it is. 57. 57, 58, <laughs> oh 66, whatever it is. <laughs> who's going to win? What's the score? And who's your MVP? Starting with Kobe Bregner. Wow. Um, I kind of alluded to it. Uh, Eagles take the dub. Jalen Hurts, MVP. And, uh, yeah, what, what else was it? Who's going to win? Final score, final MVP. Score. Oh, final score. Um, give me 30-23, Eagles. Mr. Raymond, who's out? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Who's the MVP? Go ahead. And what's the final score going to be? <laughs> I'm going to go. I got to stick with my guy. I love Patty Mahomes. Um, I want to I see him succeed. I want to see him go towards the go and maybe give us a debate, right? Because I don't feel it. LeBron's starting to go towards the back end of his career, so I don't know how, how much more often we're going to get the GOAT debate. You know, and I think Pat Mahomes is the closest guy we have right now to going towards that. Um, so I want to see him win. I want to see him do well today. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs 27, Eagles 23. And I'm going to go with – I got to stick with my my podcast. Give me MVS. Give me Marquez. Wow. As the long shot MVP. Kobe, what was your, what was your final score? Uh, 
I'm actually going to change it. It's 30 to 27. Okay. So Eagles 37, or Eagles 30, <laughs> Chiefs 27. All right. I am going to go Joey Oz. <laughs> Football take. Here we go. Close out the show. Super Bowl 57. I'm going to go Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I'm going to go 31 to 28. And Travis Kelsey's going to bring home the MVP. And it's going to be the best podcast you've ever listened to when the Kelsey boys go on their podcast. And the NFL is going to make a lot of money off it because they love to make money. And it's going to sell in the Kelsey Bowl. You heard it here. This man has full-blown changed his voice. Every, everybody, enjoy the Super Bowl. Thank you again for allowing us to take you in. Coverage here on the team starts at 2 p.m. You heard it. Joey Chiefs, Ray Chiefs, Kobe Eagles. We'll see. And we'll see you again next Sunday. And if you want, we'll see you again on the podcast and you know a little, a little earlier in the week. But everybody, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. Drive safe. Be safe. Make sure you don't do anything stupid. And also make sure... Never forget. You always let the fun days roll.